Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Chat. Today, we are pleased to welcome Daytime Emmy nominee Wally Kurth to the panel. Wally, of course, is best known for his roles as Justin Kiriakis on Days of Our Lives, Ned Ashton Quartermain on General Hospital, and his short stint as Sam Hutchins on As the World Turns. Wally, how are you today? I'm doing just fine. Uh, my house isn't uh, submerged in water. It uh, didn't burn to the ground, and none of us here have the COVID. So uh, all, all's well. I, I, I can't complain. <laughs> God bless you and your family, and I'm glad that you guys are safe as all of this weird world stuff continues to unravel. <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the big, a big earthquake and the locusts to come, and then the law will be, uh, it'll be end <laughs> <laughs> Well, as always on the panel, we have Tiggs, Alan D, and Rodrigo, and we're just going to jump right in. So, yeah. D, what is your first question for Wally? My first question is, we know that Justin started out having a construction company, and then when Justin returned to Salem, he was an attorney. Do you feel that the writers are intentionally writing Justin as being a bad lawyer, or is it just circumstance? Maybe that's why he's not a very good lawyer. He didn't go to school. He, uh, because he, you're right, he was a construction worker and he just showed up back in 2009. And uh, in fact, my wife is just talking about that today. We had a friend over and my wife's a lawyer and she's a lawyer. And they were, she was laughing about the fact that I came on and I explained where I've been pretty much the last 19 years. And I was, came from Dubai and I was working for, for Titan. So I was working for Victor. But uh, I was an international lawyer. And of course I came to town and immediately started taking up, uh, you know, litigation. I think it was, who was it? It was his godson. Oh, Daniel. 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 You forget about him too, it's okay. It's okay. Well, Daniel's case, and then I, but then I got into some major litigation. Let's face it, I don't think I've ever won anything on my own talent. Everything, every case I've won, it's either been some kind of a default, someone's either you know, something happens, but it's certainly not my ability as a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you can acknowledge that because, oh. you know, you, you root so hard. But when you hear someone say, Justin is my attorney, you're like, well, you're about to lose. And I keep <laughs> waiting for it to turn around. And I'm like, are they doing this on purpose or what? Like, I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, it, it, this, it's just too many losses. Justin's just taking loss after loss. So that's why I wondered. You know, did, remember the, so a couple weeks ago when I was in the, the hearing room with Sammy and I was laughing at myself because, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, the David E. Kelly, you know, you know, series where the, the lawyer, whenever he gets up, he buttons his, his suit jacket. So if you watch those scenes, every time I stood up, I'd button, my, I'd button my, my, my jacket, but I wasn't up for very long and I immediately sat down. But every time I sat up, I said, oh my gosh, I look like an idiot. Every time I stood up, <laughs> button my jacket, say a couple lines, Sammy would put me in, in my place and I'd sit back down or whatever. The, the judge would put me in my place. But I was like, you know what, Wally, just stand up. Don't forget, you know, stop pretending like you're in a, a David E. Kelly series and just, you know. Of course, Sammy with no law degree just came for Justin and just snatched him ball. That was just tragic. But evidently, I'm convinced that if I just look the part, I, I can, I can, I'll, I'll look like a lawyer. 
keep my keep my, my jacket buttoned. Anyway. Well, Justin is the ultimate soap opera lawyer. I mean. <laughs> so, Tiggs, let's go to you. What is your first question for Wally? Well, Wally, you know, on paper, Justin and Ned are essentially the same character, but you play them so different. So, you know, before you go into either job, could you stay with a, with a check? How, do you, is there a certain mindset you go into playing Ned versus playing Justin? Well, thank you for saying that they they are they're completely different i i don't you know honestly i have to say uh i will i rely a lot on the writing to let them differentiate the two i can't get into two i mean i don't have a you know a phrase to like okay this is this is this is how justin thinks this is how ned thinks but i will what what i think happens for the most part is my interaction with the other characters that's what dictates my character the most so when you see me with Olivia or Brooklyn, you know, you're going to see, or Monica or Tracy, that's you guys, that's when you see Ned. You know what I mean? If I was just standing there all by myself and delivering a monologue as Justin and a, delivering a monologue as Ned, you'd probably go, well, that's just the same guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't take a lot of, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'd like to think that they're different, but in my mind, I don't have a huge difference. Honestly, what, what happens is, my point of view is different in each character. Um, you know, like for instance, on days, if I'm dealing with Jack or now with Bonnie or with Kayla, you know, again, it's, it's what, my, what my character is doing, where he's at, where he's coming from. And that's what dictates for the most part, the arc of the character in that scene. So it's not like I, uh, I really do too much planning or worrying about what the character is more about just making sure that I, I play the scene truthfully and that I am analyzing the script carefully. And I do spend a lot of time analyzing scripts and making decisions that I think um, the writers are intending and also making changes where I think the writers, you know, where I, where I have to say, okay, but this is what my character would do. And, and, I'm, and I change it a little bit in terms of my interpretation and and uh, I don't alter too many lines, but if I have to, I will, but not a lot at all. I mean, I, I, and if I do, I always talk to the producers about it. I'm, I'm not one of those actors who has to take, has to change everything just to make it their own. I try to really, I come from the theater. So I try to like do as the, you know, I try to, I try to honor the writers. You do a good job because I, it's, it's almost to me, it's kind of like twins for me. It's almost like Mary Kate and Ashley where you can kind of tell if you were just standing by yourself and you said something, I'm pretty, I've been watching, I'm 34 years old. I've been watching you my entire life. I can tell if it was Justin or Ned. I, I can just tell. And, you be, and that's just all thanks to you, Wally. Well, thank you. That's a very nice thing to say. And I, I appreciate that. And I do try, you know, when the, when the tapes start rolling and we live in this, you know, this world of one takes, it's, uh, it's different. Mm -hmm. um, it's, this, is, this is not a, uh, a business for the, uh, the weak of heart. Uh, we, we, we've seen it. We walk a high wire and you, you pointed out, you know, Maura West, she's one of my favorites. And she, you know, she's a perfect example of someone who walks a high wire. And, um, and we, you, you know, and, and the problem is you get one take so you can't fall. <laughs> so you have to trust yourself. You've got to put in your homework. And then when the tapes are rolling, you got to suck it up, be a man. <laughs> you know? It's, it's, yeah. He's like, oh, stop. I want to do that again. You don't do that. You got, you, you, you gotta, 
you just take a deep breath and away you go. Um, so since General Hospital has been back, it's really been my favorite soap on television right now. And I think that's in large part due to a renewed interest in storylines for the Quartermain family. So what does that mean to you that there's a renewed focus on this family as somebody who's been with the show since 1991? Yeah, I'm excited. I really am thrilled that they're, they're doing that. I think that uh, it's a smart move. Um, there's a lot of history there, a legacy. And, um, you know, I, I, I know that, um, you know, Jane Elliott is, um, you know, has come back once before and I think she'll come back in the future. So that's, you know, a great, you know, plus to the show, for the show. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, the Quartermains, I mean, I watch the show pretty regularly. And so I think the Quartermains add a color to the canvas, as they say, that, um, you know, the other colors, you know, a necessary color. Um, And uh, when I watch it, I miss them. I miss the Quartermains. I think it's a really nice, uh, you know, addition to the show. And uh, so I'm glad that they're doing that. And I'm happy that I'm sort of like the quote unquote patriarch. I'm the old guy (laughs) on the show. And uh, I love being the guy. I love being the guy that, uh, you know, has to come in and go, okay, we got some, we got to count some stock here. We got to count some uh, shit, you know, we, we got to make a decision. We got to bail out the hospital. Let's get everybody, all the shareholders in the same room and let's have a meeting. You know, I like the fact that I got to organize it and remember, you know, who's got what, what's happening here. And, you know, it's almost like the, you know, the ringleader, you know, and um, I'm happy. I'm happy to do it. I, I was encouraging Frank to like, you know, that I'm available and willing and I really want to be, you know, help bring the quarter mains back. And, and I think it's, it's worth it. And he agreed. And so I'm glad that they've really followed through. I, I must say you, you and Lisa Lo Cicero have been putting in work yes. <laughs> post COVID, the post COVID episodes. It's like this renewed interest in Ned and Olivia, but before that you hardly saw them, but now, the both of you have just been killing it with these these recent scenes with Brooklyn getting sliced and yeah. the marital problems with Ned and Olivia, Olivia going off with Robert, and Ned is just it's like you are I feel like Ned is harking back to Ed like is acting a little like Edward now. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's the patriot of that like the of that family right now. And he's just the scene where you kick Brooklyn out the house. That was something that Edward would have done to Tracy so many times. So like that, the history that I was played with that, I, I just, I love the renewed interest in both, both you and Lisa, because you guys have been amazing since you've been back. You know, I don't want to hit it too hard, you know, but I mean, because I want to, you know, I'm not Edward, but I'm Ned, but I, I definitely, I see the, I see what the writers are intending and I know where I can, I know um, who Ned is and I know that, you know, he's not quite as, maybe not quite as brusque and, and, uh, and um, maybe, uh, well, I don't really, I mean, I, I think back to David as much as John, but um, I kind of see sometimes where Ned gets it wrong is he's, he's kind of clueless. He can yes. get a little self-absorbed and not see the other person's side of, you know, the situation. That's which, crazy. Which is, that's yeah. Crazy. That's, that's crazy coming out. That's, <laughs> and that's what... And it's also what we all do. We all, mm-hmm. we're all guilty of that. So um, I like those moments where, where Ned is not perfect and Ned screws up. And, uh, and you'll see, 
coming up, you guys. Oh. <laughs> really good. Some really, I mean, in the next, I mean, I've got some shows that I'm going to be taping this week and what we already have in the can. And uh, um, you, I think you guys are really going to enjoy uh, even more Quartermain hijinks. Oh, <laughs> I hope so. You know, oh, I love it. I love it. General Hospital, um, you know, really when it debuted all those 57 years ago, it was a workplace open. So the Quartermains were really the first family of Port Charles. And so it's so cool all these years later to see them once again being at the forefront of all the madness in Port Charles. <laughs> um, but Alan, let's go to you. What is your first question for Wally? As everyone knows, Justin has four kids, but we've only seen one as an adult. You think it's time to bring on Victor, Joseph, and, and Paul? Or Victor, Joseph, Alexander. Yeah, not Paul. Alexander, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, mean, I couldn't agree more. Let's do it. I'm, sign me up. Um, yeah. Well, it's funny because Xander could have almost been, you know, but, but he's not, you know, Xander, Xander. But yeah. Xander was like my cousin. And then he came back. And I was like, I remember when he first came on and I didn't really work with uh, Paul that much. And, uh, and I thought, well, he could be like, I mean, I, well, no, no, he's not too, he's too old probably to be my son. But anyway, I was kind of like, I guess they won't be bringing on Alexander because of the same name. But uh, yeah, no, no, I think it's, who knows? You know, who knows if they'll bring back, you know, Ron Carlovati's got an active imagination. Sweet dear Adrian died. No one was there. I mean, we didn't have a. They didn't send the Hallmark card or nothing. <laughs> I did make a comment that I went had to go call the you know my boys, and I do reference my boys. But yeah, I mean you know it's even when they brought Angelica back, it was just like okay, well where's Alexander? She didn't even mention Alexander. She wanted Justin back. She's like, oh, I talked to Alexander the other day. But I'm here for that was kind of strange too, because remember when she came back and she, evidently she came back to be with Justin, and we had one scene together. She talked yeah. to everybody in town except for me, who she <laughs> that was supposed to come back and get, and supposed to be like in love with. And I'm, I remember watching the show like, wait, what? She came back to get me back? Well, I haven't even seen her yet. And this is when Morgan Fairchild was. I got well, I haven't even talked to her yet. She's in the show <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And then you weren't on for like another six months. It was so yeah. weird. <laughs> weird. And then she died and then she was killed. And, you know, that yeah. was it. <laughs> that was, a, I think that was a situation. Sometimes a new writer had come in and it was the, yes. as, as the, you know, the writers, when the writing teams change, sometimes stories and characters. Yeah. Yeah. Ron made Angelica pop with the two doppelgangers and <laughs> all the yeah. wackiness. And that was fun. Yeah. See, that's why Xander could have been Justin's son because the way Xander acts, yeah. that is totally a child Angelica would have raised. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, hey, if Lisa LaCicero can play Dominic Zamprania's mother, then I guess you okay. can play Paul Telford. And Lisa father. sells it every time. Let's go to you, Rodrigo. What's your first question for Wally? Well, Wally, I got to say, what is it like being the busiest actor in soaps pulling double duty on these shows? Did you ever think or imagine you would be pulling double duty in the year 2020 like this? I know, and uh, and I feel a little guilty. I feel happy and lucky, and uh, I mean, I did, I did, you know, I did create both the characters. So in that regard, it's not uh, you know unheard of. And uh, but you know what? I was talking to Michael Logan, and he was when I did an interview with TV Guide a couple of years ago, and he said you couldn't have planned this, and he's right. I didn't plan it. There's no way I could have said, hey, my goal is to do both shows. 
you know, just it's, um, yeah, you know, so I, so what, what happened was in, in all honesty, I didn't work from 2005 to basically 2008, where I did that short stint on As the World Turns at the end of 2008. And then in, in, it was just a two month, three month run. And then I started back on Days of Our Lives in June or July of 2009. Well, I left um, Days of Our Lives in, two, in 1991. So that's 18 years I hadn't been on Days of Our Lives. And so, and I had been off General Hospital for, what's that, for almost four years, five years. So I start on Days of Our Lives and I'm there for four or five years. And then I think um, Edward died and they, had, they brought me back. And I think they brought me back for a nurse's ball. But I didn't, I think I sort of really kind of hit the pavement over at, uh, in Port Charles in 2015. So for the last five years, I've been sort of doing both shows and uh, Days of Our Lives has put me under contract twice, just a short-term contract but I've never been under a contract at General Hospital. So technically I'm able to do, I'm a free agent. I could do both shows. I could do three shows if I wanted to. There's no, there's no contract. Networks do normally not like actors appearing on other networks, but um, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not a front burner on either show, so they don't mind. And I love it. I love it. I don't complain. I mean, there's a lot of actors who complain. You've, you've, you've talked to them all. <laughs> they, sure. complain, they complain about the story. They complain about this. They complain about that. And I don't complain. I just love the fact that I get to go to both shows and um, I'm the happiest actor in town. And if, I, if, if something's going bad on one show or if I'm, you know, something, I'm like, that's all right. I got another show. I'm working on this. I'm working on that show next week and I got this to do. And so something's always positive. Something's always happening. And also I keep a very positive attitude. I come in, I know my lines, I nail it, get it in one take, and I hopefully I make them, you know, happy that they hired me, and I get out of there. And that's, you know, I think another reason why they could probably keep me around. I'm old, reliable. <laughs> old, reliable. Wallet. You pop up on CBS because then you'll be on all three, <laughs> all three networks. Yeah, the I'm okay. just waiting. <laughs> that's what I love about you, Wally. You are so humble and so professional, and but. You don't see yourself as being front burner, but Justin and Ned are essential to these shows right now. Especially with everything going on, you're essential to GH. You're essential to Days. Like, God forbid, anything happens to John Anderson, we need Justin if Victor's not going to be there, God forbid. You just have to. You just have to be there. And I, they better know that, too. Thanks, Tiggs. Um, I'm feeling more, yes. Yeah, I do. I do feel essential. So yeah, you're right. I mean, I say I should, I'm not a front burner, but um, you know, I mean, they're not like you know, like they, Days of Our Lives put me on contract because they knew they were going to be using me a lot, and so that's smart. And just now, you're right on General Hospital. I'm, I would be considered probably a front burner story because they're really using me a lot since I've come back the last five or six weeks since we've come back from the, uh, you know, the pandemic or the yeah the break. So, um, no, I'm, and I'm very, and I'm excited, boy, I tell you one thing I learned when we all went into, you know, all of us, we probably learned a lot about ourselves and what our life is and what we want it mm. to be. I realized just how important acting was to me and how I'm like addicted and I need, I need this outlet. I need this creative outlet. I love reading scripts. I love analyzing my character and figuring out, you know, how I'm going to pull this off. 
and um, and then going in there and then just you know with the freedom to make it live as if I'm doing it for the first time. It's a really like I said, it's a tightrope, and I love it, and I'm it's thrilling, and uh, and I very I'm so you know lucky that uh, to still be doing it and still be working and still getting scripts and and um, I work with a great you know great group of people on both shows. Really, these younger actors, I mean, the old vets I love, but I tell you, some of these younger actors, I'm so impressed with, you know, because we don't have a lot of rehearsal and they still can step up and, uh, and just throw it down. And it's um, really impressive. Some of the best actors pound per pound in the business in daytime. I've really been surprised um, at the younger cast members that have started to come on the shows in about the last three years. Um, because it really is just amazing and they've been playing newer characters heavy with vets and um, it's been amazing to see. It's kind of like a renewed uh, interest in daytime as well, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the uh, young kids' attitudes are. I mean, I know they probably aren't any different than mine. I mean, you know, people like Olivia and Victoria over at Days, they both decided to leave. You know, they'd kind of done their thing and they both really made an incredible impression. Oh, yes. (laughs) Once again, both of them them just stepped up and delivered and uh, so impressively. And, um, you know, and and General Hospital as well. The young actors that, you know, come on just a few years and then they're like, boom. And they're like, and I get it. You know, you got to get out and kind of, you know, do your thing, see what else is out there. But, um, you know, and some of them come back. And some of them don't come back. But um, I think when they do come back, uh, they seem to be, you know, um, grateful and happy to be back and not feeling like, well, you know, I didn't, you know, I guess I, this, is, this is a default. You know, they don't look at soaps as the default. I think they look at it like, first of all, it's pretty good money compared to, you know, a guest star in a nighttime series. Um, yeah, if you're starring in a series, okay, it's, that's not that kind of money that we do, but, but it's pretty good money that you, know, you can make a living. And I think that, you know, the kids appreciate that. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I haven't talked to them that much about it, but I, I get the feeling that they, they realize what's out there and, you know, the work, you know, sometimes the stories and sometimes the dialogue can be a little clunky and the stories can be a little goofy. But I tell people all the time, I go, you know, you're, this is about as good as it gets. Uh, from an actor's standpoint that you, uh, I mean, other than like a theater experience where you get, you know, four weeks rehearsal and you have an audience and it's a proscenium stage and curtains up and you get to act for an hour and a half and captivate the audience and tell the story. And it's just, you know, theater is really the actor's medium. I go, but, you know, soaps, proscenium stage, four cameras, you get one take, you have one rehearsal, but then, the curtain opens and you do your mat. You hopefully you've, you've done your work and it's magical. And then the curtain closes and it's opening night and closing night on the same day, but you're in control of that three or four page scene. No one's saying cut, let's do it again. Let's get a close up. You're in control and you and your partner get to, you know, have this dance and you get to, you know, hopefully, like I said, perform this magical little thing that we get to do. And um, that's pretty powerful. You know, you're in control of your work. You're in control of, of it all. And you don't have that 
uh, in television other than this, really. I mean, maybe sitcoms because you get to rehearse it and you have an audience and stuff. That's probably the most thing, that's probably the most like a theatrical experience. But soaps, in terms of drama, this is it. I mean, this is about as good as it gets. And uh, so I, uh, I try to tell that little, say that little speech to some of the younger actors to let them know, like, appreciate what you're doing, what you have, you know? Don't just write it off. I mean, you know, just like, well, not a movie or whatever. I go, no, it's, you can stick your, you know, you can sink your teeth into these, this work and into these scenes. And you can, you know, we're given some terrific scenes. And um, yeah, anyway, I think I've lost my train of thought. But anyway, I sort of, I don't know what the question was. <laughs> no, I <laughs> loved hearing that insight. I think that was some of the most impactful insight to hear really about the genre. Um, that was just amazing. So thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> um, so Dee, let's go back to you. What is your second question for Mr. Wally Kurth? So when Drew got ELQ back, do you feel like he made a mistake reinstating Michael as CEO and not distributing shit, the shares to include Tracy? Tracy didn't get shares because I don't think she, she was taken out of the will, right? Yeah, but then <laughs> Drew had the opportunity when he got ELQ back from Nicholas to redistribute the shares. He oh. could have, but he didn't. And then Tracy didn't get any shares. And he reinstated Michael as CEO, which I'm gonna keep my opinions to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that he made a mistake doing that? Yes. If you want my honest opinion, he made a mistake. He should have given, he should have given Tracy some shares. He should have made me the CEO, although I have proven to be not a reliable CEO as well. I mean, we all, we, all have our, we all have our moments. You know, remember when I first came on the show all those years ago, back in 1991? Remember, all, it was all about Ned. Remember getting the, getting the yes. becoming the CEO again, battling Paul uh, Hornsby first. Remember, he was the CEO. Before he was a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, think, I think Luke was on the, in the board. I remember we had all these big board of directors, uh, these board meetings. We had all these board meetings and Gloria was still the producer then. And I remember going, oh my God, here's a big boardroom and like CEO and all this business oh, stuff, yes. all this, you know, corporate jargon that we had to remember and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, like a good four or five years, I was all about, CEO and I'm going to take over this. And of course, they made AJ my, they made my what's it? Vice chairman, the vice, the vice president in charge of paperclips. <laughs> I remember. That was awesome. But no, I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, the EOQ stuff gets a little bit. Uh, we, you know, we we we've got as territory that we 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 we've traveled a lot, and uh, and and it still you know it still pays off. We're still using it. We're still doing it. Valentine's now taking over. And uh, you'll see some good stuff coming up with that, too. So, uh, I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> ELQ is just, you know, I love when the show spices up with that factor. And, you know, so much history, like almost every bit of Quartermain history revolves around ELQ. And, yeah. you know, people feeling that they were not valuable to Edward. And <laughs> it's just great to reflect on that history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know it's great for soaps. It's a great soap trope. The uh, yes. being in and out of the family, you know, circle. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're an heir, now you're no longer an heir. You're, you know, you're, 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 in, you're in with Edward and now you're out. You're on the out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, that's, 
it's um, it's not life or death, but it's yeah, it's living in the mansion or out on the streets. <laughs> well, unless you're Tracy withholding his heart medication as he fakes a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're going to do, they're doing some good some fun stuff. I think I think the writers are pretty. I think they're pretty dialed in when it comes to the quarter mains and and what's going on right now. And I think yes. they're giving uh, Ned an opportunity to uh, definitely um, aspects of his of himself that he's never had to face before. And that's always fun for the audience and fun for the actor. Um. So, Rodrigo, let's go back to you. What is your next question for Wally? So, Wally, throughout your soap adventures, what is the one storyline you are most proud of that you've done? Wow. You know, this past year, I have been tested um, on both shows to um, express a, an emotional truth that I've never had to, to do before. Um, when I was, uh, you know, Adrian dying and stuff and all of that, I really allowed myself to just kind of go there. And, and I was multiple scenes. It was with, you know, with Suzanne with Maggie, with Will, um, with Sonny, obviously, um, with Orpheus, right? And then, uh, and then even with Kayla, when we were going to get married, you know, just, just sort of a, an emotional roller coaster that, um, and instead of like, you know, actors can go, can go to those emotional places and they can usually go there two different ways. You can either drag the dialogue in, you know, take the dialogue with you as you emotionally go there, or you can allow the dialogue to take you to that emotional place. And um, this past year, I, uh, I would, in, in the past, I would normally do that. I would normally like conjure up emotional things that in my life and Wally's life, and I'd bring Wally's life, Wally's emotional life to the, to the canvas. And instead I thought, you know, Let's just allow, I'm just going to trust my instincts and I trust my, my instrument and just allow the words and the scene and just play the scene and allow it and let it take me. And um, so I'm very proud of that. I did that and I, and I did that just recently with uh, on General Hospital as well. And there's some stuff coming up as well that you'll see that, you know, I've just been trusting my instrument more and trusting my instincts and maybe because I'm getting older and um, I want to do some, uh, we have to keep reinventing. Acting is not like, okay, this is how, you know, like music, like music, you know, you're playing music and you're, you know, all the chords and it's the same chords, but you also, when you sing the song, you can sing it differently each time. And you sort of like, when it comes to acting and, ha and, and having to go to a place uh, emotionally, you, you, you trick yourself. And I find that I have to kind of figure out different ways to trick myself. I can't use the same way to get there. And um, so it's a long way of saying this past year on both shows, I feel like have been the most challenging, the most rewarding um, and, uh, and thrilling in a way too, because it's, and, and uh, fulfilling because I did trust myself more than I ever have. And I surprised myself and uh, happily so. So um, yeah. I will say that uh, that uh, this past year, and, and hopefully, you know, my best work is yet to come. I gotta say, you and Chandler Massey in those jailhouse scenes between you and Chandler were amazing. Like those, you took it there. Like I don't know where it came from, but like 
there was just like this, uh, both of you just really brought it. And uh, especially now with GH2, you're bringing it again. Like there's just something about like your energy level these, this year is just like on a new level. I don't know if you know it or not, but I see this new energy level that, that you're going well, through. What it is, Rodrigo, is I just feel like I'm just sort of trusting myself more mm -hmm. and not, I'm getting out of my way. You know, actors and artists really need to get out of their way, you know. You know how it is in life, in anything. You've got to get out of your way sometimes. And we have to, you know, being on a soap and acting is you're juggling all these balls, right? You just, you got to remember the lines, you got to remember your blocking, you got to make sure you, you know, it's just like, it's, you're, it's a juggling act. And, uh, and so you want, you don't want to just be showing the audience the effort you're doing to, to juggle. You want to make it look effortless, right? You don't want to show them what you're doing. So you do have to like, so I practice a lot. I mean, I think about it a lot and go over it and really, so when I go in there, I feel like I'm doing it for the very first time. And I really trust myself and, uh, and not every time. I mean, and there are times when I go like, okay, we gotta do that again. <laughs> but for the most part, I'm happy. I, I, I make, I prepare myself for one take and um, because that's all we get. And, um, and it seems to, I seem to have found a pattern and a, and a, and a rhythm to doing it. And, um, and I'm, I'm loving it. I mean, I'm, you know, maybe I'll have to rethink it in a year, but I'm, a, I'm in a, I'm in a good groove right now where I, where I, I know how to read the material, analyze the material, prepare myself, you know, to go in there and, and get, do the work, you know, like I said, in that one take, now we do it with masks on. I mean, days of our lives, I just worked for the first time on days last week and we're not even allowed to run lines with people. We can't even go in and, we can do it on the phone. We can do it on our, you know, we, like Matt and I were had a scene and Matt and I called each other in his dressing room from my dressing room and we ran our lines. At least on General Hospital, we actually, we wear masks, but we can run lines. And running lines is important for me because I like to hear what the other person's saying. That's, it's important. I mean, I have to rehearse my react, you know what I mean? I'm rehearsing mm -hmm. my thoughts. I'm, I'm, I'm locking, I'm sinking my thoughts into what they're saying. And it's different than reading what they're saying. So it's, I'm not, I'm not, I don't run lines to remember my lines. I run lines in order to hear what they're saying, which then usually triggers my reaction and what, I'm, what my character is going through. So it's one more impediment that uh, we actors have to, you know, <laughs> get over to uh, make it work. It's another challenge, uh, you know, that we have to deal with with these masks. <clears throat> but I mean, you know, that must be, was that hard for you, though, at days, you know, first just looking at it, how it was written and then being like, OK, how am I going to adjust to this? Was that difficult for you? <clears throat> no, because I mean, <clears throat> I mean, like I said, I like I'd like rehearsing. I like running lines. Not every actor does like running lines. I mean, you know, some people they don't. And, and I always ask, like, you want to run lines? You're OK with running lines? <laughs> I mean, and it's not like I'm running lines to like and I'm giving my performance. I'm running lines just to like. Yes. I'm uploading my computer. I'm uploading the scene. And I have to hear that in order to upload and get all the information that I need. And uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, um, next time I go back to days, I will definitely make sure that I call. If I have a scene with Judy, I, maybe we can call the night before or we'll call each other the day of because we had a scene too and we didn't really get the chance to rehearse it. And I thought it, um, it was fine, but I just think it was bad. It would be better if we were able to like, you know, just say the lines. And we did do it out in the parking lot before we, we went in. Because they, over at Days of Our Lives, they test every morning before you go in. 
and uh, they clear you in order to get on the set. Mm -hmm. General Hospital is a 36 to 48 hour clearance. So I work tomorrow on General Hospital and I had to go in on Friday and test. Wow. So um, that's a little bit different. It's a little bit different test. It takes a little longer, but uh, yeah, they want to make sure everybody is healthy before you walk in the studio. Um, so Alan, let's go back to you. What is your second question for Wally? Wally, you've had many great nurses ball performances. What would be your dream song to perform at a nurses ball? Huh, my dream song. You know, I really like this song that we did this past year because it kind of reminded me of my old musical theater days where the song actually did have, um, it was rooted in, a, in the story, you know, Lisa, Olivia and I were kind of on the outs and we had a song that said, you know, finding the trail pack back to you, the, hoping to find the path, the path back to you, back to, you know, back to getting together because we were on the outs. Um, so, um, I don't know. Let me think. Maybe a, a Beatles song would be kind of cool. Um, I don't know. I've had a pretty, I've been pretty damn lucky. Let's face it. Um, the fact that I've been able to sing as much as I've sung on television, on General Hospital, and on Days of Our Lives, once again, I mean, I am really quite fortunate. I mean, I, you know, I've never had, I never obviously had a primetime series or starred in movies or anything like that, but boy, from an actor's standpoint, um, you know, for someone who I've never, you know, I just never did theater because I've been so busy doing this television, but I mean, I mean, think about General Hospital. We did the, we did, you know, once Claire Levine found out that I did the Pirates of Penzance, we remember we did the Pirates of Penzance fantasy. I did the Pirate King song and we've done, I mean, all those dance numbers and all the musical genres that we did on as Eddie Maine. And I mean, I, I can't even think of Alan, I can't even think of an, any kind of genre or song that, that I haven't sung on General Hospital. When you think about it, I've done it all. Maybe not, like a real folk song, but um, I don't know. I can't, I don't know. Maybe a musical theater song, maybe some kind of, I don't know, let me think about that. Let me get back to you on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Tiggs, let's go back to you. What is your second question for Wally? Well, my second question is, obviously it seems like Dave is trying to go there with Justin and Bonnie. Is there anything specifically you would like them to do differently with Justin and Bonnie versus Justin and Adrian? Because you and Judy still got it. No, no, I'm going to let the writers do their thing. You know, they, you know, I, I like Ron as a writer and uh, I trust him. And, um, you know, I, I think they'll, you know, they'll write some fun stuff for the two of us. Um, but I will say that I, I, I'm waiting for them to um, bring up a little bit of the fact that, you know, Bonnie used to live in the house with me pretending to be Adrian. And we've never touched on any of that time where we were in the house. <clears throat> And I don't know whether that's a re- whether there's a reason for that or not, but um, and I, I don't even know if it really matters. Maybe it's something that they don't even want to discuss because it brings up you know that ugly time when she was pretending to be Adrian. That's probably why they're not touching on it because like really we want to remind everybody that she had you know stolen Adrian's life and oh no I was laughing about that with Judy just the other day. I call him Bonnie a slut. She goes of course she's a slut. <laughs> I will say Judy is one of those rare actresses who can make me believe I'm watching two people. Like the way she plays Bonnie 
and then the way she'll play Bonnie playing Adrian. I mean, it's like a whole different yeah. actress. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think they probably will. I mean, hopefully they will right now. They, I mean, we, you know, we're just getting started with it. There's some fun stuff coming up, I think. You know, we, we were gonna, yeah. So with that, we, what you see next week, I think is when, when, when I, 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 I'll quick give you a little heads up. Um, I, I secure this money for her, for her book, her book. Mm -hmm. So she gets really excited and she plants one on me. And oh. uh, so that was pre COVID. That was way back in March, right? Six months ago, seven months. Yeah. Six months ago. So that's how far ahead we were. And um, so that's kind of just sort of where we ended. I think it was right before we stopped. So now they're just now starting to sort of, you know, play that up. So I have no idea what they're planning on doing. I know they're planning to keep us working together, which is great. I love working with Judy. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how it all unravels. Um, It'll be so good. Like, I think she'll get Justin to loosen up a little bit more. Yeah. And I would, I, I just, and to, to move her back into that house with Maggie and with Victor, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, oh, yeah. but Maggie may start drinking again. Like, oh, Lord. Oh, you're right. I never thought about that. You're right. That would be a problem. That would be a nice little. You know, and this is really why one of Justin Adrian's other sons needs to come. Um, so, Wally, speaking of days, what is your dream story to play for Justin? What is something Justin hasn't done? that you would like to see him do or something you maybe want to revisit in Justin's history? You know, when Justin first came on, remember he was, uh, there was a couple situations where he was kind of a power hungry and he had to prove himself to Victor. And <clears throat> I remember having some scenes in the docks where I was mano a mano with the other, you know, mob families in town. Um, and this is before he was a lawyer and before he had his own construction company. Um, and, uh, I think that would be fun to kind of go back to where Justin sort of explored more of like having to, you know, I mean, I don't know if he, if he can, I'm not sure how the, you, you, you work it out because now he's, you know, Mr. Lawyer, Mr. Dependable, a little more Mr. Dependable and Mr. Probably the one Kyriakos that's not, um, he's even probably the most reliable Kyriakos really when I think about it. Um, but yeah, maybe going back to, and I'm not saying turn him into like a, you know, Victor, but he was more like when he first came on the show all those years ago, 33 years ago, he was a lot like Victor and he wanted to be like Victor. And um, I can't remember all the story, but I remember when we were at the wedding and we went to um, Athens and we had uh, visited my father's cemetery and wasn't, I can't remember, there was some, some heavy stuff going on there where I was involved with some mafia stuff and Adrian was not approving of it. And I lied to her a couple different times about my participation in Victor's schemes. That might be interesting to go down that, that go, go back to that territory and having him, you know, walk that line of ethical, especially being a lawyer too now, where he's got to have to make some decisions to protect his family over what's ethically correct. That might be kind of fun. I can see that. I can see Victor making him feel guilty. Victor guilting him into it. Yeah, like you're like you're next in line, Justin. Who's gonna run this family? Those three <clears throat> idiots. Brady can't do nothing. Dan <laughs> and Philip can't do nothing. They can't run tight. Well, and so funny because I I laugh at at, at you know Brady and Philip and Xander and all those <laughs> conversations that the that and that uh, that just had with them. Like, 
I tell Eric, and I go, Eric, that was the same conversation I had 30 years ago with John. With like, mm -hmm. he, like I'm trying to prove myself to Victor, and Victor just like, you suck. You, you blew it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're out. You're no longer running Titan. Getting the bit in the back of the line. I got a new kid in town. Phillips back. Xander's in. Xander's out. Phillips in. <laughs> I just love, I know every time a camera pans over, to John Aniston sitting in that chair by the couch in the Kiriakis living room. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> He's about to say something. <laughs> so Alan, let's go back to you. What is your final question for Wally? I noticed this week that Ned and Alexis had some scenes together and Olivia and Ned's marriage is on rocky ground. So I'm thinking maybe they might be going, putting Ned back with Alexis. How do you, how do you feel about Ned and Alexis getting back together? We do have some scenes coming up, which have been fun. And um, I don't know what they're planning. I really don't. And um, as you know, Ned is married. <laughs> so I, whatever happens, you know, uh, it's a soap opera. So anything can happen. But uh, I have enjoyed, um, you know, working with Nancy and Lisa and everybody. And we're having a good time. Um, so I don't really care. I mean, I, mean, I, don't, I don't, you know, I don't try... I'm always like you guys, I'm looking, I'm rooting for what's the juiciest story. You know, what's gonna like blow minds and, you know, melt some hearts. And that's kind of what I'm about. So if the writers come up with something that's like, whoa, okay. And if I feel like, oh, how do I make that work? Or like, oh, this is gonna be good. You know what I mean? It's just, for me, I like this, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I wanna be surprised when I open a script and, uh, and I don't know, I do not know what they're planning or anything. So um, to answer your question, I'm up for anything. You know, I think, you know, obviously we were, you know, we were together a lot of years ago and we both traveled a lot of, you know, we've gone our separate ways and we've always remained friends. And um, I don't know, I, I mean, you know, again, I, I don't try to judge or wish for anything. And, um, you know, I, I love working with Lisa and I think, I think they're, hope they're play, you know, that's the couple, you know, I think Olivia, Ned and Olivia, I think in their minds. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, I don't know, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what, I don't know what else to say, but, um, I think, um, I think the, the show, I think what they're doing now is fun and there's got, I think people are going to enjoy it. I just feel like uh, it's, it's some, some fun story in the next couple of weeks. I don't, I'm not any further ahead than like two weeks. So, but um, a lot of good drama with Olivia and Monica and it's good, good stuff. And Brooklyn and Alexis and uh, yeah. Well, and you know, with Olivia off on her spy games with Robert and stuff, it's, interesting to see maybe if Alexis will be Ned's crutch as Robert is for Olivia. Um, I think that would be a very interesting dynamic to see played out on the show. Yeah. I'm ready for Eddie's angel to come back and claim <laughs> her man. I'm ready. I'm ready. For what? For who? You remember when Alexis got busted in bed and they started that whole Eddie's angel thing with her? Yeah. <laughs> Eddie's angel. That's right. <sighs> I, I'm ready for Lois to come home and check on her Brooklyn. I know. That's kind of good. Well, she's, she's, she's still on that plane from Australia. I was like, Rodrigo, you must for, not um, know. Lois is in LA with the Foresters. <laughs> <laughs> she had to make a pit stop. But like, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I would love to see Lois back. I, I, I mean, it could be any actress, the player. That's who we were hoping Kim Delaney would be, but we know she ain't. I told, I told Rena. I said, Rena, I'm on two shows. Maybe talk to your... Yes, hello. Yes. <laughs> hey, we down. Happen. We down. They're not using Quinn to her full potential. Let's get Rena okay. off. I was pushing for it last year. I was like, Rena, uh, we need Lois back. Um, I need you to work this out. Let's do this. Um, so, Dee, let's go back to you. Um, what is your third and final question for Wally? I guess my third and final question is, out of Catherine, Lois, Chloe, who Ned was married to for two minutes, and Olivia, who is his favorite wife? Yeah, there's another one, but we don't acknowledge that marriage. Um, <laughs> I mean, I never acted with her, but I did marry her. What was her, the first one? Well, Jenny. What was Jenny her name? Was Don Winthrop, Jenny. yeah. Oh, Don. Played by yeah, Sharon Case, yeah. When Ned was messing with Monica. Yeah, we're not going <laughs> to talk about that. Oh, yeah, Ned, yeah, Ned was real married to Sharon Newman. That's right. <laughs> I think my favorite one is Lisa now. Maybe my current one. Ah, there you go. Oh, good answer, Wally. Good answer. Good, Very good smart answer. answer. I'm with her. Um, yeah, that was fun. But, you know, um, and, of course, being a bigamist was fun. I, I still... Which that was, a, that was a fun story. Um, when Lois popped out of that cake, oh, that was the best moment. I love that moment. That was so incredible. I love oh. yeah. Claire Labine so much. Someone just posted that on Twitter the other day. I yeah. love the thing I love about Twitter is that people can post these old clips, and I'm like, oh wow, that's awesome. Well, Wally, you see, we see that Cyrus is starting all this shit in Port Charles. Like, if Ned was still mayor, how do you think as a mayor? would Ned have tried to neutralize Cyrus? First of all, let's talk about him. Um, his name is Jeff Kober. And he grew up in Park City, Montana, about 40 miles from the same town that I grew up. I grew up in Billings, Montana. So I'm getting a real kick out of the fact that he, I, you know, we grew up just he's a little older than me, but he, uh, we just, we get along great. And it's been so fun to see him. I think he's a good villain, don't you think? He is. He is. I love Cyrus. I yeah, want him to I torture know, everybody. I didn't yes. know that until I, I was watching the show and I went, oh, this is a good guy. He's a good villain. I like this guy. And then he kept going, you know, and then someone said, I think I was on Twitter. Someone said, what do you think of, of Jeff, you know, being from Montana like you? And I went, what? I don't even know that. But, um, well, you know, um, I don't know the details of all that, but uh, I know that Jeannie, um, who she, she decided she didn't want to come back because of the COVID. She wanted to wait till everything was safe. I think that a lot of that stuff that, that uh, is going down with, uh, with Sonny and, and Jason, I think they're having to figure out because I think it was going to be Laura that was going to be, like you said, the mayor. Yeah, the, she was all in the state. The one that was going to be there to take him down. So I don't know what their plan is. Um, Tiggs, I don't know, man. As a mayor, don't, the mayors always have to keep their hands clean. So I don't know if he would ever be, even get down and dirty with Cyrus. You know, he sort of, I don't miss being the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when you're the mayor of Portugal, you have no choice but to depend just on like, the criminals to get rid of the other criminals. I get it. I Just like I don't miss being the district attorney over on in Salem. Talk to Abe Carver about being the mayor. I, I mean, you, you're, like, you're like you're a walking statue. You know, you got to be, you know, everyone's, you know, you got to be upright if you're the mayor. You got to be sort of upright if you're the district attorney. So I like playing characters that are a little grayer, you know. 
Well, I think Ned and Laura, in my opinion, are similar sometimes in that they always do what's right for their friends and family. Now, sometimes there can be some bumps in the road, but, you know, look, Laura stopped the Cassidines from freezing the world. She took down Frank Smith and she survived Luke spiral perm of 1981. So by this point, she... She could defeat anything. <laughs> but yeah, I'm interested to see yeah. where Cyrus goes. I am too. I am too. Like I said, I'm a fan of his acting and a fan of him as, a, as an actor. And, uh, you know, so I think he's a good addition to the show. And for me, that was the beginning of Ned starting to act like Edward when he was running for mayor and becoming mayor. Because it wasn't like he was, a, I didn't see him as a Republican or anything, but he just took a very conservative business like approach to being mayor. And Edward would have been proud of that. Like, you know, Laura was more heart and soul, but Ned was more dollars and cents. Like, look, I care about the poor people too. But the poor people ain't bringing enough taxes to keep money in my pocket. So we need to figure out what we need to do about these docs. Yeah. That's that's exactly how I took it too. Like, we're going to be raising money. Mm -hmm. We're going to be raising tax, more tax revenue to build better schools, to, you know, develop our arts. And we're going to develop a downtown area. Yes, we got to look after the people that are going to be moved, you know, who are going to be dislocated. But yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't pay me too dastardly. No, no. I, I never saw you as the villain and all that. They did a pretty good job at that. Yeah, you know? they did, yes. They, they, because that's how rural politics should be. It shouldn't be like, yeah. you know, psychotic and, you know, semi-psychotic. It should be... You should be a little conflicted about who you want to vote for. You know what I'm saying? But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rodrigo, let's go to you. So, Wally, one of my favorite things since GH has been back is you and Lisa Lo Cicero. What is your favorite part about working with Lisa Lo Cicero? Because she seems like she's a ball of fire. She's a lot of fun. Like, just, oh, like, I just like love her. her? Oh, yeah. everything. Yeah, I agree. I think she's, uh, you know, untapped talent. And uh, I, I think she's terrific, and I, I love working with her. And uh, we, uh, you know, we run lines, um, you know, and she likes running lines. And uh, no, she's just a good person. You know, we've become friends. And, you know, you have to do that. Um, you have to do that. You have to have a personal relationship with your, uh, with your co-stars because um, there is a level of trust that we were just, I was just talking about. And, um, and like I said, I, I also feel like, you know, you know, Lisa has more to show, you know, she's, I, I feel like she's sort of underutilized. She and is. So I, I like the fact that, uh, I mean, I've had my moments. I mean, you know, Lisa's had her moments too. And I've, I've had my moments in the past, but I do kind of like the fact that, you know, let's, let's, you know, Lisa, we were getting an opportunity here and let's make the most of it. And um, so I'm excited. Uh, Rodrigo, you're excited. So, so am I. So is she. And, um, you know, I think they're going to, I think they're going to keep, you know, handing us the ball, um, you know, for a while here. And um, so that's good. good Like I said, it's good for the show. It's another color that, you know, you you can't, you want to see a variety of stories and a variety of actors. And uh, you, you, if you watch the show and I do, I like to see that. I like to see a variety. I like, I don't want to see the same couple doing the same story over and over and over again. You don't want, no one wants that. Yeah, right. And um, so it's great that I think both, both Lisa and uh, both Ned and Olivia 
are, uh, even though they've been around a long time, they've never really been given all that much to do. And so it's great that they're, they're giving us some stuff and hopefully we're stepping up and delivering. Wally, before we let you go, I want to talk about, I want to bring you way, way back. <laughs> you started on days in 1987 and you started on GH in 1991. Do you remember your first day on both shows? Well, I definitely remember my first day on, uh, day, on Days of Our Lives. It was at the old studio and it was on a Saturday, which is the first and only Saturday <laughs> I have ever worked. What, how crazy is that? Like That's my so weird. Favorite. And let me tell you why. Uh, well, two reasons. One, they were working on Saturday was because Deidre Hall was doing that primetime show, Home. Our, our, our house. house. Our, our house. house. <laughs> our house. So she had to work that day. And who was she working with? Orpheus. So that was the oh, first day yes. that I met George. And, um, and then, and, but I think I had to work that day because I'm not, I, I, I'm pretty sure that that show aired in four days. It took them a while to cast my character. They weren't sure about Wally being able oh to block this character. So I had to go, I had to retest twice. And Shelly Curtis had me go out and get a haircut. She told me to lose five pounds. She said, we're gonna put you in a suit. Because you're, 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 I, I was like a bus and tables. I was driving a rent a wreck. Um, you know, I had a mo I mean, I had, you know, no transportation. I, had, I didn't have a suit. So I wore this crazy ass vintage jacket. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't cool like Justin Kitiaki. So she put me in a suit, had me go to her hairdresser, had me cut, she cut my hair. So, you know, like, oh my gosh. like Jack, Jack looked like Jack Wagner, I think, you know, whatever to get you know, a little. <laughs> and she told me to lose five, four or five pounds. And I did, I ate fruit and drank water and jogged all weekend long. I probably lost a few pounds, but anyway. So they've hired me and um, I had to work on that Saturday. And it was that scene with that uh, girl and when I was in Paris and, um, and I was like, you know, I remember telling, asking the director or the producer, like, okay, well, I've got to kiss this girl. Like, now, how do we, do I really kiss her? Like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I mean, like the way I would, I mean, you know, I mean, what's going on? No, no, no. And that's when he said, no, no, you don't want to do tongues. And this, you don't want to, you want to just like, just to kiss. Just, and, I, and I didn't say, do we use a tongue? I'm just saying, what do you do? What do you know? Because I never kiss. And he said, no, you, you do this and this. Okay, and I was shirtless and I had to put a shirt on and get dressed and everything. So there was a lot of business that I had to do. And then the third scene, another woman, I was making out with her. <laughs> First three or four scenes, I was with like three different women. I thought, well, this is going to be a fun job. <laughs> Back in the pre <laughs> like, wow, I guess uh, soap operas are out. I guess this is what it's all about. So I do remember that day. And, um, and it was fun. I mean, you know, it was just, and I remember... And, I, and this is something I will say. I had, I worked as a busboy at a restaurant and I was only, I was working, I was driving my little rent wreck around working for a commercial house. And we did a, like all Michael Jackson's commercials and Pepsi commercials and it was all kind of cool. And I was, and, but the woman who was, who hired me, enabled me to drive around Hollywood. I was dropping off, you know, things like film and different stuff all over town. But she allowed me to go in auditions during the course of the day. So it was just this really great thing. And, but on Saturday nights, I still worked at a restaurant, a Cajun Creole restaurant, I was busing tables. And I just couldn't do it anymore. And I worked that day and I, I didn't go back to the, I told him, I said, I couldn't do it because I had to work. 
but I didn't go back because I just couldn't work in the restaurant one more day. I was like, I can't do it. I'm like, I'm, I'm, this is it. I'm out of the restaurant business. I have never gone back to the restaurant business, but I feel bad because they had a, they were going to plan a party for me. They were going to like do this whole thing. And instead I kind of like, you know, I screwed them over because Saturday night's the busiest night. And then you have to like, you know, it's hard to find a busboy to fill in at the last minute. So the very first day on that show was like great, but I was also kind of a turd for leaving my restaurant business in the lurch. So you basically acted like Sonny did Paul when he just kind of like ran off after Will. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Hey, on General Hospital, I worked with Jane Elliott, who played my lover on Days of Our Lives. Now we're sitting in a little cafe, and Jane is looking at me, at me like, this is really hard because I'm having to do everything I can to not bat my eyelids at you and flirt with you. <laughs> because I'm so used to being angelic and I'm, I'm always flirting with, with, with Justin and now I have to act like your mother. And I just said, yeah, sorry, but you know, this is where we are. <laughs> ah, Lover's on one show and now she's my mother. <laughs> right. <laughs> Only on soaps. Only oh, on soaps. Thank you for, uh, you know, reaching out to me and I, I enjoyed talking to you and thanks for, uh, you know, promoting the medium. You know, we need all the help to get keep these shows on the air. All righty. And Alan, where can our listeners find you on Twitter? And Mr. Rodrigo, the man with the sexy facial hair, where can they find you? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> you can find me at, at Rodrigo's World 81. And in the words of Shania Twain, man, I feel like a woman when I'm around D. D, where can they find you? On you can find me thirst tweeting at TMZDD. And in the other words of Shania Twain, that don't impress me much. Tiggs, where can they find you? <laughs> <laughs> you could have picked any Shania Twain song. Oh, damn. <laughs> so you think you're Tiggs? That you don't impress Still me. the one? Shit. Still the one? The best you know I love gets me anytime. <laughs> well, damn. Well, every and time, but you know what I mean. You can find me always seasoning my food at KCS Hutch. And That's you right. can find our show at the chat underscore podcast. Our very special thanks to Wally Kurth. And tune in next week for a brand new episode because guess what? We're discussing the Jennifer Horton temporary switch over at Days of Our Lives. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Temporary my ass. <laughs> <laughs> don't get t- nah, don't get tick started. Let's let's save that tick. Save it. All I'm saying, Katie McClain, go ahead, girl, get your hair cut. Okay. Buy some new next clothes. week, next week, don't don't you Okay, start. Salem ain't got no pancakes, baby. Go ahead. <laughs> Good Bye. night, everybody. Bye.